Cornucopia Radio presents It's a city on the move It's a town with the nicest of people It's a village with love in its heart And it's a hamlet without a hope in hell Ladies and gentlemen Welcome To Budley Joan, is that you? Yes. I thought it was you, but you look too fat and too old to be you. Oh, you'll never guess. You'll never guess what I've heard at the shops. What? What's her name's gone missing? They're saying she's been kidnapped by that gnome. What's her name? You know her. She was a bridesmaid at your wedding. Oh, I had about twelve. You caught her in bed with your Ernie the day after, remember? Oh, there have been that many women. Sorry, I can't place her. She got hit by that tractor a couple of years ago. Tractor? Yes, it was her ex-husband, the farmer who did it. Ran over her several times because she wanted custody of the goat. No idea who she is. She was in a wheelchair for years, until your Kevin's wedding. She got up and did the Hey Macarena. All the doctors said she would never walk again. That song worked blooming miracles. It's not ringing any bells, Joan. <laughs> you were in the shop with her that time, when she won £100,000 on a scratch card. You said it should have been your scratch card, and that she pushed in. They always push in at that blooming shop. They need a proper queuing system. She felt ever so guilty, so she took you on an all-expenses trip to Magaluf. Oh, I can't remember every holiday, not at my age. You did that parachute jump a couple of years ago with her to raise money for the church roof. Church roof? Yes, only you, you had a big argument with her over a packet of wine gums and said she'd eaten all the red ones. Oh, I love a red wine gum. So you pushed her out of the plane without a parachute and she fell straight through the church roof. She completely destroyed it. Luckily for her, she landed on a pile of clothes the vicar had collected for the jumble sale. He made the papers and everything. They, they, they said it was a miracle. I, I'm sorry, Joan. I just can't place her. What's she called again? Well, 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 that's it. Nobody seems to know her name. Oh. She's always in the Budley Christmas panto. Can't act for Toffee, but she's the double of Christopher Biggins. Oh, the woman who looks like Christopher Biggins. Why didn't you say, of course I know her. Everybody knows her. She's been kidnapped. Yes, by that gnome. Apparently, he wants a small pond, rockery, and a new fishing rod before he returns her. Well, that's what the ransom note says. Mm, That's terrible. And the vicar says that the panto might be called off because they'll not sell many tickets without the woman who looks like Christopher Biggins in it. They've sold every ticket for the last 30 years because of her uncanny likeness to an all-round legend and lovable television personality. It's terrible. I know. Captured by that gnome. He could be doing terrible things, like making her act out all Biggins' best bits from surprise, surprise. I don't know what to do. Such a pickle. That gnome will ruin Butley, I tell you. I'm off to lock myself in until he's caught. Are you all right, Beryl? No, I'm not all right. I've already bought me panto ticket. Paid a fiver for that front row seat I had. If they can't find the woman who looks like Christopher Biggins before Christmas, do you think the vicar will give refunds? 
Barry, young Daniel's here. He's bought one pack of them sporting champion cards. He's got your card straight away. In one packet? How many have you bought? There are thousands of cards here. He spent over 200 quid on them today. I'm surprised the news agent had any cards left. Look, Andy Murray, Jessica Ennis Hill, Lewis Hamilton, he's got them all. Cool, you've got Tamara Taylor. Who's she? Rugby player, she's great. Look, Barry, a woman playing rugby. Let me see. No, no, no. There's no worse than a woman with dirty legs. Here's your card, Barry. My own sporting champion game card. Look at that. Barry Bradgett. Legend. Sport. Tiddlywinks. Look at the photo, Dad. It's me with me trophy. Oh, good picture. Hang on. This description. It's all wrong. Proving that obese losers can sometimes win. Barry Bradgett captured the nation's arts by overcoming nerves and incontinence to be crowned World Tiddlywinks champion at the age of 35. Sounds like a nice write-up to me. Nice? Nice? I'm a laughing stock. And these categories, they're all wrong. What do you mean? You're not a bad card to have. Earnings? £196. Andy Murray's got 20 million. It's right. You got 150 quid for winning the world title and 46 pounds for the Markham Cup. But it's all wrong. What about the money can't buy prizes? Ones we know cash value, ale vouchers, meat hampers, and that year's subscription to People's Friend magazine. Oh yes. Should be at least 300 pounds with that all included. You beat all the other cards on weight. What do you mean I win on weight? How much does it say I weigh? 158 kilograms. You're the best card. There's a sumo wrestler that you beat by about a kilo. Kilos? Kilos? How much is that in real money? About 22 stone. 22 stone? Blummy neck. I don't weigh 22 stone. I'm going to sue. Where are you going? I think he's getting weighed. Them bathroom scales are all wrong and all. At least they've got your age right. 35. And number of international titles. One. They are having a laugh. Global titles. One. What about that game of musical statues I won when we were on holiday in Magaluf? I beat that kid from India. He was from Wigan. I still won. Ah. Well, uh... Actually, you didn't. You were kicking off that much. Your mum and I paid the DJ to give you a prize. So you're telling me it were a lie? My happiest childhood memory? Stolen from me? You were 31, Barry. Could this day get any worse? Sporting legend? Sporting laughingstock, more like. That's it. I'm retiring from Tiddlywinks. No, lad. Your buddle is only ever sporting champion. I'll show them. 
I'll take on a new sport. Become a champion at that. What sports do your mates like, Daniel? Mainly football. Some like cricket and rugby. So if I were to be playing ball sports, I'd be respected? Well, maybe. Dad, do we still have that game of kaplunk in the attic? We've been looking forward to this all morning, haven't we, Alice? Oh, yes. I'm starving, Frank. Are you ready for us to dive in, Mr Stannington? <laughs> You'll have to translate for me, Alice. I can't understand a word he's saying. OK. Uh, let's see what the starter is. Oh, it's brown. A little bit juicy. Let me have a little taste. Hmm. Mm, oh yeah, mm. It's sweet. Very pleasant. Here, here Alice, you try. Ooh, a little chewy. Yes, it is rather sweet, isn't it? I'm thinking currant. No, 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 raisin. Oh, yes, definitely raisin. Oh, I disagree. It has a, a different texture. I'm going date. Yes, it's a date. What is it, Mr Stannington? Raisin. One point to me. Ah, drat. I'm sure I'll get the main. I'll go first this time. It's green. Solid on the outside, but... Hmm. As you chew it, get softer. Quite pleasant. Little bit sweet, but crisp and refreshing. I'm going to say green bean. Yes, definitely green bean. Oh, let me try Oh, I like this. Lovely garden fresh taste. Succulent. Mmm. I like this one. I'm going to go pea. In fact, I'll be more specific. Petit pois. Go on, Mr. Stannington. Put us out of our misery. <laughs> Petit pois. Oh, well done, Frank. Oh, that's one all. Well done. Oh, <laughs> I love it when there's a decider. A final course. Let's see if there's proof in the pudding. Here it is. Oh, it looks like a meat dish. Oh, yes. Definitely meaty fibres there. Go on, you go first, my dear. Thank you. Mm. Oh, by far, this is my favourite. Mm -hmm. mm. Texture of a chicken, but it has a deeper fried oriental taste. I'm going to say Jamie Oliver's Chinese duck breast. Here goes. Mm. Oh, yes. Mm. Interesting. Definitely a bird. Not chicken. Oh, I've had this before. It reminds me of that stag do in Bangkok. I think it's balls. Gordon Ramsay's Bangkok surprise turkey balls. Mr. Stannington? Oh, Gordon Ramsay's Bangkok turkey balls. You've won, Frank. <laughs> and it's win-win all around. Mr. Stannington, your teeth are fine. I'll just give you a clean and polish before you leave. Air and water, please, Alice. Now open as wide as you can, Mr. Stannington. And it's Mrs. Patel up next. Oh, lovely. I hope she's been on the onion barges. They're my favourite by far. Bob Cratchit to see you, Mr Scrooge. Wonderful, Emily. Do please send him in. 
Ah, Bob, come in. Can I get you a drink? No, thank you, Mr. Scrooge, sir. Now, Bob, I insist you call me Ebenezer. Now, is everything all right? I've noticed you've been a little down in the dumps recently. Well, Mr. Scrooge, sir, I mean Ebenezer, things have been a bit tough at home. It's not Tiny Tim, is it? His rickets haven't come back, have they? No, sir, but once again, he's not able to walk, sir. Good Lord, how come? Obesity, sir, too many sweets and crisps. That, and the fact he just sits on his Xbox playing Grand Theft Horse-Drawn all day. The poor thing. And Mrs Cratchit? I hardly recognised her when she popped into the office the other week. Oh, that'll be the surgery she's had, sir. Since I've been earning all this money, she's never out of Dr Frankenstein's beauty room. She's got a new face, stomach and breasts. I hardly recognise her myself anymore. She's a frightful monster at home, too. But there must be some good to come out of your improved financial situation. How about being able to help the charities, those souls less fortunate than ourselves? Oh, don't get me started on that, Mr Scrooge, sir. I can't get through the door for letters begging for money. Orphans, Crimean veterans, the workhouse reform group, save the blooming dodo. And every two minutes I'm getting a telegram about the missold PPI I've never even had. No, no, life was much simpler before. I could help. Business is good. I could offer you a new deal. Significant pay rise, flexible hours, maybe working from home so you can spend more time with Tiny Tim. No, sir. There's only one thing for it. I want things to go back to how they were before. You paying me a pittance, 18 hour days, 7 days a week, in a dimly lit freezing office, the insults and harsh treatments. But Bob, I could never go back to that. Those ghosts, remember? They taught me the error of my ways. Well, surely there's somewhere I can go where I'll be as miserable as a creature as I ever was before. Hmm. Well, I know one such place. Now, are you sure? Yes, Mr Scrooge, sir. Welcome to McHumbard's Ride-Through. My name's Bob. Please, can I take your order? There seems to be quite a pattern developing here. Things go missing, and you two are at the centre of it. Yes, we're just terribly unlucky. Like Shergar. In the wrong place, at the wrong time. Let's start the interview. For the tape, present to DC Hardcastle and WPC Barnes, interviewing the Mayor and Mayoress of Budley, Mr and Mrs Newton Smythe. Oh, my poor nerves. Um, Once again, you've waived your right to legal representation, which, of course, you are certainly entitled to. Can I just save us all a lot of bally time and say once again that we are bally innocent? Yes. I'm now holding up the mayoral chains and the civic insignia. Can you confirm that these are indeed the mayoral chains of Budley? Hmm, They certainly appear to be. Have you caught the blighters who took them? Maybe. Let's just recap the events leading up to the theft. And kidnapping. Don't forget, my husband and I were bally kidnapped. So... In your own words, tell me what happened. Well, Barbara and I were playing on board our private boat. We are skilled musicians, you know. Stringed instruments were extremely light-fingered. Yes, I know. We heard them storm the ship as we were packing away our instruments. What with their wooden legs and their clanking chains. We tried to make a run for it, but they caught us by the bally-bally-likers and tied us up. We have a couple of pictures from the description you've given. 
for the purposes of the tape, I'm showing a picture of Johnny Depp in the Pirates of the Caribbean outfit and Captain Pugwash. Yes. Oh, it's too painful to look. It's hard to be totally accurate because they were both wearing bally bandanas and eye patches. And they had wooden legs and parrots on their shoulders. Uh, and you claim they were Somali pirates? No, salami pirates. They fed us on nothing but sausages. We've read a lot about kidnappings, you know, so we knew what to do. First, you made the kidnappers feel sympathy for you and get them to see you as a human. So I told them all about my charitable work, my travels and my collection of Louis Vuitton handbags. Step two, make them worry about being caught. So I told them there were snipers outside the ship. And when all that failed, we resorted to step three. Fight back. Giving up was never an option. So we sang Rule Britannia at the top of our voices for several hours. Rule Britannia, Britannia rules the waves. Britons never, never, never shall be slaves. Enough! So they ran off and were next spotted at Cashford Jewels on the I Street, where they received £3,000 for the chains, which just so happened to be on your boat. They're worth much more than... Well, at least I believe they are. We have a small piece of CCTV footage of them entering the shop. Unfortunately, the shop CCTV footage appears to have been stolen. <clears throat> they were very skilled. For the purposes of the tape, I'm playing the footage. There they are, the ballet blighters. Yes. You can see the tall one is quite large and struggles to fit through the door. It doesn't look that big. He does. And the other is clearly a woman well into middle age with a false wooden leg. She doesn't look old at all. 20 minutes after this, you two managed to get free and call for assistance. Oh, and thank goodness you came. Interview terminated at 12.33. No doubt we will be asking you further questions in the near future. There'll be no need for that. You'll be able to read it. What? A signed confession? No, silly. As a result of our terrible ordeal, we've been given a six-figure book deal by a top publisher. Our book, Kidnapped by Bally Pirates, is out next month. And because you've been so good to us, making this nonsense go away, we'll let you have a signed copy. Are you for real? Certainly. It retails at £17.99 pence but we'll let you have yours for a tenner. Don't worry if you haven't got any cash on you. I've got a card reader in my handbag. This has been Welcome to Budley, written and directed by Mal Carrat. It starred Stephanie Lee, Mal Carrat, Wayne Russell, Edward Eggleston, Jude Alexander and Dylan Carrat. It was produced and edited Cornucopia Radio by Peter Beeston. This work is released under a Creative Commons agreement. For more information, visit us online at cornucopia-radio.co.uk.